Can you tell the fine listeners of my podcast who you are? Uh, I am Teddy Lavoy, your wonderful host, Rebecca Lavoy's son. <laughs> and you are my younger son. Yes. What percentage of the time do you think we have HGTV on in our home? I want to say about 50, maybe 60. Okay. I know that you don't like sit around and watch HGTV shows, but do you feel like you have enough exposure to them where if I give you a pop quiz and ask you to describe a few shows, you might be able to give it a shot? No. But I could try. Okay, ready? Yes. Property Brothers. Those are the two guys who pretend to be happy together, but you know, they're not. Love it or list it? I've seen that too many times. Beachfront Bargain Hunt. Sounds like bullshit. <laughs> house Hunters. Uh, they hunt houses. I'm Rebecca Lavoy, and this is HGTV and Me. This episode, we're talking about House Hunters. And man, do a lot of people have a lot to say about it. Including, spoiler alert, a guy who was actually on an episode of House Hunters. I got to talk to him, and he taught me a lot. First up, let's hear from some listeners who shared their thoughts on my HGTV podcast hotline. We've only just begun. Hi, Rebecca. This is Sarah. Um, I started watching House Hunters when I graduated college and moved out into my own apartment because I thought that I wanted to be a DIYer. I don't know why I thought that about myself. There's literally nothing in my life to ever indicate that that's something I would do. So. I started watching House Hunters, and as a 25-year-old now, it, it like it's just like watching MTV Cribs. It's like, I don't know how these people got this money. I don't know how the f*** they found these houses. It's always this couple that have these jobs that I'm like, okay, it's like Chad with a social studies teacher and his wife who like teaches spin cycle somewhere. And they have a budget of $600,000. Like, how the f***? I, I don't know. Hi, Rebecca. My name is Carrie. I'm calling from Denver. And probably my biggest gripe is everybody wants space for entertaining and closets for storage. Just once, I want someone to go on there and be like, I'm a recluse and a hoarder. We never have people over. And then don't get me started about the entitled 20-somethings who need granite countertops and stainless steel appliances. And oh, goodness, I think my first kitchen in our first house had electric blue plastic tile and cafeteria floor with a K in the floor, like on purpose. <laughs> My favorite thing about House Hunters is just couples that don't agree, and you can tell immediately who they are in the first 30 seconds. So it's always a husband and wife, and like they talk to the husband, and he wants a man cave, which is just a room. I don't know if they think it has to be soundproofed or what, but it's, it's just like a, a bedroom you don't use. And he wants to be like near the highway, and he wants the same budget, and like that's all he gives a shit about. And then the wife, 
wants an L-shaped island in the kitchen and a pool, and she wants to be near the beach. So these two people have nothing in common. So it's as if they didn't discuss it before going on the show. So I would love for you guys to talk about couples on House Hunters that you can't figure out like how close to divorce they are because of their choices in home living. Um, and then the other thing I would love for you to talk about with House Hunters is the realtors who really are just like doing the Lord's work. This is Sam. Hey, Sam. It's Rebecca Lavoy. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you. I was really intrigued by the email you sent me. You're a realtor, and you actually live, I think, in a really interesting part of the world for real estate. We actually have a game that we play in my house called How Much Is This Hanover House? <laughs> Where I'll just pull up oh, a random God. Hanover house on Zillow, and, and my yeah. family has to guess yeah. how much the house is. And it'll be like yeah. a house that in my town would be like $200,000, and in Hanover, it's like seven ninety nine. dollars Insanity. I mean, we're frustrated by how high the prices are, and we make bank on how high these prices are. One of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you is because you are a nerdy realtor. That's how you identify. And you have an MBA and you sell real estate and you're super interested in the behavior of buyers and sellers. And one of the things that I love about watching people look for houses on HGTV shows is it is one of the ways to most quickly reveal dysfunction between couples when you know that it's not about, you know, the powder room and it's actually not about the master suite. It's actually about this couple just sucks. Do you have tactics for that? Yeah, that happens a lot. So I probably end up in my car two or three times a year with a spouse. You look with both of them and then you'll have an opportunity to be out with just one of them. And you end up with your car pulled over the side of the road by a man or woman blubbering, blubbering in your car about this process and how it's killing them and their marriage. They don't know if their marriage is going to survive this. That happens with regularity. And I can remember another couple who looked at a house right near downtown Hanover in the dead of winter. They're looking at these houses in this crappy little house for seven fifty, which they're going to have to do a ton of work on. And the woman says to the husband, fine, buy the house. You can redo it with your second wife because I'm out of here. And she walked away. <laughs> I wish that would happen on HGTV shows more. I really do. I wish it would happen. I feel like we get we get a lot of manufactured drama about, especially like in reno shows, yeah. like Love It or Listed or whatever, that have a real yeah. estate component to them. We get a lot of manufactured drama over, I found a problem with water in the basement, which, by the way, no, it's a basement. It's going to have water in it in like yeah, right. eight-tenths of right. the country. Right. But I prefer yeah. when the couples are the ones producing the drama themselves. I find it fascinating. I really do. I think it's so funny how yeah. houses, are really manifestations of who you want to be. And then when your spouse wants something different than what you want, you're basically saying to them in a lot of these cases, like, you're not who I want to be with. (laughs) You know? You and I do not hold the same ideals. This room is going to get between us, you know, sort of (laughs) on a philosophical level. And it's it's so true. The fact that they have to manufacture drama is a shame because there's so many good places where where drama happens. Okay, Rebecca. This is Mark from Nevada. Here's my thing. 
about HGTV that I need for you to find out for me. My wife watches this all the time, and I'm, I'm in there listening. All I hear is the people talking about all this entertaining they're going to be doing. Well, this is a beautiful space for entertaining. Well, you could do, there's no garage, but, but that's okay. We got, you know, there's lots of space for entertaining. Well, you know, the bathrooms are not functional, but okay, we can go to the gas station and go to the bathroom. But here's the thing is we've got this, all this space for entertaining. I want to go and find out after these people go and buy these houses. and they, I want to go back and, and surprise them, show up on their doorstep, and I want to find out how much freaking entertaining they're actually doing. How much? I mean, I'm, I, who, who are these people entertaining? What, what's the story behind all this entertaining? I don't even know what entertaining actually even is, basically. But I guess it's having a bunch of people over and ha-ha wine and all this. But what the f*** is it with the entertaining? That's what I need to know. Thank you. If you can find that out for me, it would be my blood pressure will come down and then we can, you know, we'll move on to some of the other numerous issues. Would you like to tell the listeners of this fine podcast who you are and how we got connected? My name is Anne, and I'm an attorney in Washington, D.C., and my daughter Katie wanted me to share that I'm also the mother to a wonderful daughter, <laughs> and, uh, and I guess I should note my husband as well, Joe, <laughs> great too. Um, and we got connected because I started listening to the HGTV and Me podcast, and I immediately said, I have some things to share here. <laughs> First, I want to talk about House Hunters. Because, I don't know, it just seems like House Hunters involves so many other issues, mostly like relationship issues. Do you agree with me on that? Absolutely. I sometimes wonder how these couples got together. <laughs> and, you know, they can't have had, like my husband and I, we had some discussions with our with the priest who married us. We had a little bit of couples counseling before we got married. And we also knew each other pretty well when we got married. And we knew what each other's likes and dislikes were. And these couples that you see on House Hunters, it's like they've never met each other until they showed up that day and decided to make a large investment together, right? Yes. You have, it's always the husband who's like, I want a big garage because she's going to take over the entire house. So I need to have my area. Or one of them is like, <laughs> and I want a big kitchen because I bake at home and I'm a hurricane in the kitchen. So I need a lot of room to spread out. Well, one of the things that I love with what they show um, is when couples... A lot of times their issues with each other come into play in the style of house they want. The biggest thing that we disagree on is that Cody wants a complete fixer-upper and I want a move-in ready house. And I don't like to pay for other people's what they think is style. Like, I want to buy a house that we can put our own style in. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yes. And, they, and it just, there's such friction there. I feel a lot for the real estate agents who are trying to find something to please everybody. And inevitably, there's a dig. Whatever house they're being shown, there's the dig from whoever's stuff is not reflected in that home. Like, So it's got these original hardwood floors. I like them. I think they're okay. I think they... Or this isn't really what I was looking for. You always said you wanted your dream kitchen. Like, I can make this your dream kitchen. We could, but I don't want to live in a construction zone. We're going through that right now. And I'm like, did you give your real estate agent a break? Because your wish list seemed very long. Another thing that I know you have feelings about is a huge theme, not just on this show, but on every HGTV show is, of course, the juggernaut design trend of 
open concept. That's not good. I think it'll be much better if we maybe break this wall down some and <sighs> knock the wall out and really make it open. Yeah, open concept needs to go away. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And I, I can sympathize with it a little bit that when your kids are little, it's an, an ideal situation to be in the kitchen and be able to look into to the living room and see what they're doing. That period is not going to last for very long. And then there's going to be a point where you just want the kitchen to be closed off and you don't want anyone to see the mess that you've made. <laughs> or if you're having a dinner party and something has gone horribly wrong, the last thing that I want is to have somebody see me as I am sweating bullets and perhaps <laughs> crying because the play didn't rise the way I wanted to. I want to have that moment alone. Yeah, but Anne, you need to have sight lines to the children, like the so, entirety of their lives, right? <laughs> I think the, the open concept is the first step to the helicopter parent. <laughs> I don't disagree. I mean, people with little kids on House Hunters, they're just incredibly short-sighted about what their needs will be. You know, another big complaint is my kids' bedrooms can't be on a different floor than my bedroom. I'm like, right. wait two years. You'll be right. so grateful that your kids' bedrooms exactly. are on a different floor than exactly. yours. Yeah. Now, speaking of short-sightedness, you also flagged an issue that I think a lot of people find frustrating on House Hunters when couples in particular, um, and it seems, to, I hate to say it, it kind of seems to be the wives, and I don't know if it's just the way the, sh- the show is shot or edited, can't seem to get past the dumbest cosmetic problems with a house. A cute little Cape Cod for you. I don't know about the white, though. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, I don't like the rug here. The paint isn't right. And those are all the easiest things to change. Right. And, of course, it has to do with location, 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 right? That's right, yeah. And you live in one of my favorite parts of the country. I'm a huge, huge lover of Washington, D.C., and that's your locale. But real estate there isn't cheap. And on these shows, a lot of times... You kind of realize, and I live in New Hampshire where real estate's not cheap either, and I watch these shows and I'm like, if only I were willing to move to Alabama. Like, Yeah. (laughs) I watched watched two episodes yesterday, and the first episode I watched, they were in North Carolina, and they were looking at these four- to five-bedroom, beautiful, vintage center hall colonials, and they needed, admittedly, they needed some work, but like... I think they ended up getting a house that cost them $113,000, and my jaw just dropped. I I couldn't even get a studio for that in the D.C. area. Totally. It seems like down south especially, you're going to get granite even if your house is $47,000. Yeah, yeah, Thanks so much to everyone who called in with their thoughts about House Hunters, and special thanks to the people who let me call them back, and the attorney, and Hanover, New Hampshire realtor, Sam Wesselman. If you want to check out some of the houses for sale in the inflated market where he works, I've posted a link to his website at hgtvpodcast.com. Do you want to lend your voice to the show? Give me a call with your thoughts and feelings about HGTV shows. In coming episodes, we'll be talking about Flip or Flop, Property Brothers, House Hunters International, and a bunch of other shows. Just leave a message on my podcast hotline. You can find that number in the show notes or at hgtvpodcast.com, where you can also find a link to send me an email. Coming up, we get to listen in as my friend and fellow podcaster Patrick Hines and his husband Steve watch an episode of House Hunters. This should be good. 
103, episode 6, Dreaming of a Vintage Home. Ooh. So we were saying it's season 103 because this show has been on since year 103. <laughs> Jesus and Mary are looking for a manger in Bethlehem. Oh, too cozy. No room here. <laughs> Joseph is a carpenter. Mary is a stay-at-home mother. <laughs> Almost. Oh, I love the front porch. Single girl Gina is looking for a first home in Portland, Oregon. We picked this because it's Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you know you're going to get the characters. They just said the quirkier the better. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I don't like things that are sterile and clean. I, I want something that has a story behind it. I don't want something sterile and clean. I would like something dirty and covered with mold, please. Move into our house, girl. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Best friend Bradley, who's owned a vintage home himself, will be her second set of eyes. I walk into a situation and I have a very distinct opinion immediately. <gasps> Ooh, gay best friend with a very distinct opinion. Ross Matthews type. Oh, I'm just so happy it's Friday. It's been such a long week. TGIF in Portland. Small town in Iowa, but always knew that I had a passion for living in a big city, but wanted she to live in a very low key. I'm glad they brought the gay in for the drama. <laughs> She would not want to be my friend. I love the outdoors in Portland. There's tons of trails I can go running on or walking on. Every neighborhood. What else can you do on a trail? <laughs> walking, <laughs> running. Anybody who likes outdoor life too much is suspicious to me. Horseback riding. <laughs> Skipping, prancing. This process. I love the house. Well, yeah, but the fence is very overpowering. I walk into a situation and I have a very distinct opinion immediately. <laughs> I love gay caricatures. Oh my gosh. Opinionated. Do we know any opinionated gays? <laughs> Who have distinct opinions on things when we see them immediately? <laughs> Tops. And then being that I'm from Iowa, naturally, I'd love to have a yard, a yard big enough to have my garden and possibly have a chicken coop. Oh, chicken coop. Welcome to Portland. Right. She fits right in. There are probably more chicken coops in Portland than there are in Iowa. <laughs> I love the idea of having a fireplace to turn on when there's cold winter nights. And I think that this girl likes to say a lot of obvious things. <laughs> Use the fireplace in the winter. I'd like to go have a yard so I could go outside <laughs> seemed every month there was something new that i had to pay for and it was hundreds it was thousands of dollars how much brandon I didn't really if this was patrick it would be it was hundreds of thousands <laughs> of millions of dollars oak flooring there's cove ceilings and picture rail molding and a big bay window i love yeah. homes where mold is a good thing they said molding <laughs> Not that it is molding, that it has molding. <laughs> well, the cabinets are beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's certainly a lot of them. We need to talk about Gay Best Friend's haircut. Oh, and his green pants. Okay, we get it, girl. Oh, I love that they're stainless steel appliances. Oh, I hate the stainless steel. Why? It's really become a, a cliche. I don't know if cliche is the right word, though. Well, it's also electric, so it's woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> That was an electric slide joke, Rebecca. Patrick, could you please explain everything to Rebecca after I do it? 
Well, what if it's Henry that's editing this? He's not going to have any. Henry, Google electric slide, please. Oh, this is a good size and then for master. <laughs> oh, this closet is nice size. I could definitely fit a lot of my clothes in here. Girl, if you have more stuff than can fit into like a 300 square foot master closet. Right. You're from Iowa going to Portland. <laughs> Don't you fold flannel shirts? Yeah. It's a great backyard. It's definitely a little on the small side. I, I wonder if I can get in my garden beds and my chicken coop. Uh, I hate her. Where's my indie rock band gonna practice? For you. <laughs> yeah, grass means mowing. Spend more time sipping mojitos than <laughs> mowing the lawn. This is like central casting gay best friend, by the way. Like circa 2003. Exactly. Which is what Portland is, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, uh, we will East Coast judge this West Coast like town. More than Gina bargained for. This sure is a very interesting home. Jeez. I don't know. It's a forest in there. Boo Radley and family are selling their home. It's interesting. I love her um, not judgmental Midwestern. Oh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Jeez. I don't know. All right, we're back in Portland. I roll. Every house needs one of these, right? Oh, they're at a vintage shop looking at bells. Of course they are. How cool. And? Oh my gosh, Carrie. I know. Another fireplace. Yep. Wow. This is great. I love I've this. been watching too many House Hunter renovations. And so I keep forgetting that this is House Hunter lazy. And so whatever they get, they're not going to knock down and destroy. So she has to actually live with what she's going to get. Oh wow, this is a big room. Yep. One word, carpeting. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down, gay best friend. Settle down, girl. One word, and it's a gerund. Carpeting. I love this cabinet, though. Like, the old knobs. It's very cool. It's cute. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. It's a music box. <laughs> That's the creepiest thing in the entire world. It's like red rum, red rum, red rum. Dead bodies are going to come tumbling out of those cabinets. Oh. Wow, this bathroom just keeps going on I and know. on. Oh, look at it. Wow. It's I do sort of like a The bathroom has wings. <laughs> the bathroom is like a forest. <laughs> Welcome to the ivied walls of our bathroom. Bonus area. I think it would make a really good guest room because it has the little half bath attached. Oh, That's an amazing nice. observation, Realtress. <laughs> Keep it looking nice. There'll be no time to sip martinis on the back porch. <laughs> Mojitos, martinis. This gay has his priorities in line. It's true. It's true. I can get on, I can get on that page. I would take some time to think about it, and we'll continue to look. But if you're interested, please let me know right away. Okay. Okay. Thank this house you. has been on the market for 17 years, and it's gonna go fast. Those are some stern words from that real estate agent. I think she got a little bit angry no there. Then they looked at a quirky, rustic ranch with the fireplaces and large yard Gina wants. But Bradley thinks it'll require too much maintenance. Bradley has skeptical eyebrows about all of this. Not seeing a fireplace in this one. No, there's no fireplace. Sorry. but She's not sorry, you guys. She's totally not sorry. There's no fireplace, but here's a pocket door. Non sequitur. Oh, look at the ceiling. Oh, wow. This is a big deck. It is. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. As soon as they sat out the window. It's just a commercial building. I think with some nice shrubs, this could be really, you know, camouflage would be really nice. I think so, too. What's that? They need to grow out the shrubbery around their nice big deck? 
<laughs> Do the shrubs match the drapes? <laughs> I think so. It is over budget at 415k. There's definitely a lot. Oh, this house is so cute. I love it. It's a cute house. I hope she gets the crazy cracktastic second one. I know. Me do the witch house. The witch house. She does seem kind of proto-witch, huh? She is a little witchy. What do you think, Patrick? I think she's going to go for a witch house. It did feel pretty small. I do wonder if there's enough room for my chickens and my garden. I think she's so weird in a world where, like, chickens are a deal breaker. Right. They have those at the grocery store, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So which one will she choose? I feel like it's going to be the last one, the Craftsman. Well, I really think the 1909 Craftsman is the right house for me. The first one. I'm excited for you to see the progress. You've made a lot of progress. I have been here for about three weeks. Wait, did you just say three weeks? (laughs) Three weeks. She put a lamp and a table in it. Come on. Very long. So the house was listed at $399, and I ended up getting in a bidding war with two other full cash offers, which was really intimidating. Um, and I ended up winning um, the offer for $433,000. Really- Whoa! Oh my goodness! And I really think what helped me win was I wrote a personal letter to the owner. The personal letter thing always works. Oh, gross, though. $30,000 over budget and over the asking price. Oh, we're not moving to Portland. Ugh, for a million reasons. You have to go outside there. <laughs> oh, my. A fireplace. I got my fireplace after all. <laughs> that is like a TJ Maxx fireplace heater that you plug in. Hey, she spent 30000 extra dollars on this house. Back home. Well, cheers to all of your help. I really appreciate it. And Very sweet. This is the saddest time. housewarming party I've ever seen. <laughs> just between the two of them. Let's just drink some wine together on a Thursday morning at noon. <laughs> Coming up, I talked to a guy who was on an episode of House Hunters. And of course, my first question for him, why? Hi, it's Rebecca Lavoie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Now, for the purposes of our listeners, can you please introduce yourself and um, tell me how we got connected? Uh, my name is Zachary Scott Johnson. I'm a singer-songwriter. I taped an episode of House Hunters a couple of months ago, and I actually pitched myself to Kevin to be on the Law & Order <laughs> podcast and mentioned that I was at the time filming an episode of House Hunters, and we got connected that way. I can't believe it. So I have, I have one, like, first question for you. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I, I want to know the how, I but I also want to know the why. Like, why would you put yourself out there? Like, was it to help your you know, music career? What were you thinking, Zachary? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> it wasn't really my idea. We, my wife and I were looking at houses and somebody suggested, it was probably her parents. I don't honestly even remember for sure who it was that said, you guys should 
go on house hunters. Somebody suggested it to us, and my wife, which is really out of character for her, she thought it would be fun. I did not think it was going to help my music career because I did not intend to sing on the show or make that part of it at all. I, I keep telling people, they did ask me to sing a song, so I did sing a song on the show. But I really didn't want to because I kept thinking, you know, if I'm watching an episode of this show and some guy takes out a guitar, that's a moment like my eyes are rolling and I'm just out. There's the douche with the acoustic guitar, right? Yep. And I didn't want to be that person. However, we didn't have that much B-roll footage. They needed something else. And it just kind of happened. So I'm one of those people. There are so many things about this show that, like, when I'm watching an episode, I go, God, these people suck. And I am one of those people now. I'm one of those people now. What are you worried is going to be revealed about you and your wife's relationship dynamics in the final edit of the show? Which, by the way, I will acknowledge you have no control over the final edit of the show. I know that as somebody who produces things. What are you most worried people are going to see about you guys and your obviously, because you're on House Hunters, horrible marital relationship. <laughs> it is played up in that way. However, I, I kind of realized at you know, on the last day of filming, of course, that like all the negative stuff I had said, <laughs> I was the person who was, so I'm going to be that guy that they go, God, this guy's an asshole. She's so wonderful. Why is she with this guy? That's what I'm afraid is going to happen because she stayed out of that kind of negativity. And I just, I took it. I just said, yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it. What were you negative about? Like what kinds of things? You don't have to be specific. And the show hasn't come out yet, right? No, it probably won't come out until, I don't know, April or May of next year, probably. I was just negative about some of the spaces, you know, some of the houses we were, we were shown because they want that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, honestly, they want that you, it's, it's supposed to be a balance of things that you like. They're not dishonest about it either. But, you know, if you say, oh, I don't like that, they want you to play it up a little bit. And opposite ends of the spectrum, too, if you say, oh, I really like this, they want that played up, too. They basically just want it made in a way so that the people who are watching aren't completely tipped off which house you're going to go with until the end of the episode. Or, by the way, as everyone who has the Internet knows, which house you've already gone with when you're filming the episode, which you don't have to say whether or not that's true. But how much crap did you talk about the house you and your wife actually bought when you were filming this show right that that's kind of what i mean is that was the thing is like that was the house that we liked the most and we started and you know two or three rooms in we were just saying positive things and they're like you guys you gotta find something you gotta find something it's gonna be really obvious and uh so i turned i mean it's scary how fast i turned actually because i'm i'm worried about what that says about me as a person, and I was just willing to, on a dime, say, yeah, I hate this room. I didn't hate the room. I was I was fine. You're I a monster. <laughs> yeah, I am. That's what I learned about myself doing this show. So how many days did it take to film the show? We did five full days mm-hmm. and another, like, half day. So we did, I think, three days, and then they went away for a couple of weeks and came back. Mm-hmm. And then we did another couple of days, and we had to do more B-roll right. stuff. Yeah, you so guys like another hanging up photos, spreading mm-hmm. out your rug, looking like you're settling in to your house, <laughs> walking around well, your town where you live, enjoying the yes. 
atmosphere, like talking about why you like living where you live, maybe with your dog on a trail or something like that, that kind of stuff? All of that stuff. Now, this is the thing I think a lot of people don't know. Kevin and I have been on a couple of relatively low budget, like rapidly shot reality shows, like for investigation discovery and so forth. Those things that end up being 20-second scenes on the show, they take forever (laughs) to actually do. (laughs) Can you tell me anything about, like, what's in it for you to be on the show? Is there an upside to becoming a star of an episode of House Hunters? Um, They do pay you. I mean, they pay you money. (laughs) Okay, Um, that's good. There is that element to it. So I'm a singer-songwriter, so my my schedule is pretty flexible. Mm -hmm. My wife has a regular nine to five, so she ended up having to take off work for it. So the financial thing was we probably about broke even. You know what I mean? Like when you consider all of that. Yes. You know, but I mean they compensate you for your time and uh, they have good craft services. I don't know. It was really the experience of of just seeing what it'd be like. There was at a certain point we just kind of talked ourselves into, well this will be a fun experience and it's something that we can you know, say that we did. Right. It gives me some good stories to tell in my show, actually, <laughs> because the song that they wanted me to do, they told me I had to write a song. It had to be original, which I understood all oh, that. Oh, because of the right royalties. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't have been something that was on like any of my CDs or anything, so I had to come up with something brand new. And mm-hmm. so the song that I ended up writing for it, I actually really like. And so I'm inserting it into my show now and get to tell some of that. Stories about being on House Hunters. That's a good story. But I guess mm-hmm. a last thing I want to know is like, do you have plans to watch the show? Are you going to have a party? Are you going to watch other people? Or are you just too afraid of, of how you'll come off? I won't watch. I'm guessing my <laughs> wife will. I do all sorts of like local, <laughs> you know, local news stories all the time. I do a YouTube thing where I do a song a day every day and it's run for five years. So that I do a lot of like local news pieces just because it's an interesting little thing. And I never watch myself on any TV show. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. So this, no way in hell I'll ever watch it. I bet my wife will. I mean, she will, and she'll have a good time, like, talking about what a <laughs> wipe you were to <laughs> show. That's probably true. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your House Hunters experience with me. I've always wanted to talk to someone who's been on one of these shows. Am I the first person on the episode that's actually done this show? <laughs> yep. Wow. I, that, that's one of the surprising things is how many episodes they do. I mean, they, they've shot probably like 10,000 episodes. I really felt like we were special when we got the gig. And then it's like, well, wait a sec. There's like 10,000 couples out there who've done this show. It's not that special. Okay. <laughs> If you want to learn more about Zachary Scott Johnson, who is in an upcoming episode of House Hunters, I've posted some links to his music and his YouTube channel at HGTVpodcast.com. Check one, two. Check one, two. Hey, Kevin. Rebecca. What did we learn today? On House Hunters? Yes. Um, that you really should go to marriage therapy before you look for a house on national television. Or maybe you should just not look for a house on national television. What else? I learned that some women are really surprised and love a big deck. (laughs) I learned that too. And all of a sudden all it just needs is some, you know, really trimmed bushes. Nice shrubs around your big deck. Yes. You know what else I learned? No, what? That if you're filming an episode of House Hunters, 
And even if you don't want to do a thing like perform a song, they're going to make don't you bring do a, it anyway. <laughs> don't bring out your acoustic guitar. <laughs> don't be that douche don't with the acoustic, douche with the acoustic <laughs> guitar. Yeah. So here's my question for you. All right. After we listened to this whole episode, and after we talked about how we might actually be those nightmare couples from House Hunters, mm-hmm. would you still go look for a new house with me? Yes or no? I'd look for a new house with you. I just wouldn't like narrow it down to three and have a camera crew follow me. <laughs> the only thing worse than House Hunters has to be House Hunters International. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode because that show is bananas. All right. I'll be back then. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kevin. In the meantime, I'll be way over here. In your walk-in closet? My goodness. That's actually going to be all mine? Oh, no. Look at the popcorn ceiling. (laughs) Can't buy the house. (laughs) Want to share what you learned today? Check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for HGTV Podcast. We even have a Facebook discussion group you can join. HGTV and Me is produced by me, Rebecca Lavoie, and the very handsome Henry Lavoie. Big, big thanks to Patrick Hines of the Broadway Backstory and True Crime Obsessed Podcasts and to his hilarious husband, Steve, for lending their voices and humor to the show. You can find links to hear more of Patrick in the show notes and at HGTVpodcast.com. Tune in next time for some talk about everyone's favorite set of Canadian home improvement twins, Jonathan and Drew Scott, a.k.a. the Property Brothers. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about them. Catch you then. Partners in Crime Media.